0: Welcome to today's episode of Get Your Book Done. I am as always thrilled to be here with you, especially because the guest that I'm interviewing today is actually like not around the world like some of my clients have been, that I've been friends that I've had on this show. but she lives about 10 minutes down the street. She's someone who I go out for dinner with, that I go dancing to Arthur Murray with. We love doing our Latin dancing together and our swing and all those other good things. But more importantly, my friend Milana Leschinski is the author of a book called Simplicity Entrepreneurship. She also created a program called The Recurring Revenue Revolution. She is known to some as the woman who like basically founded and discovered this whole Telesummit um, thing that's become such a craze over the years. Like, she's one of the first. She taught me everything I know about Telesummits. And the other interesting thing about her, well, several interesting things, and what we're going to be talking today, as you know from the topic of the the, uh, episode, is we're going to be talking about maximizing your book's impact with group coaching. Now, let me just tell you that one of the things that Milana has done and that group coaching has helped her do, is she literally went from being a classical musician from Soviet Ukraine to building a seven-figure coaching business online here in America. In addition to that, she is a software developer, and she discovered at the ripe, beautiful age of 39 that she can actually dance. She'd always loved music her whole life. was a, you know, classically trained, beautiful pianist. I've heard her play. She's lovely. But at thirty nine, she discovered that her body is really good at moving to music, especially with a Latin beat. So, welcome, Milan. I'm so excited that you're here.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Christine. What a wonderful introduction. I love having you as a close by neighbor because, you know, there's not a lot of us out there, especially in a small town that we live in. It's a miracle that we are here together. So thanks for having me.
0: It certainly is a miracle. There's nothing like having a friend down the street who understands this wild woolly world of, you know, authorship and online coaching and group coaching and speaking and course development and all these things that go along with doing what we do. So I always cherish the chances that we have to sit down together over dinner or breakfast or a walk or whatever it might be. So I think where I want to get started, where I like to start with all of my guests, is just asking you, like I talked about this book you wrote called Simplicity Entrepreneurship. And I'd love if you would speak a little bit about how that book actually came to be. Like where did the inspiration come from? How long did it you know, niggle at you before it was written and
1: done? Yeah. Well, it's funny because you were literally sitting next to me as I came up with the word simplicity. (laughs) (laughs) The name of my company is now Simplicity Circle. The book is obviously called Simplicity Entrepreneurship. And so I was really in the place in my life and in my business where I had just walked away from a million dollar company that caused me to have literally panic attacks. And so as I walked away from that company, I realized that I will probably start another business, but I want to start it in a way that doesn't overwhelm my life, doesn't overwhelm my mind and my body and my health, doesn't overwhelm my calendar. Um, Wait, pause right there. (laughs) Because I
0: remember the first time I actually saw your calendar and like there was this whole week and you maybe had two or three commitments. And I was thinking about my calendar. And in a whole week, it's like, I could barely find two or three open windows of time where I didn't have commitments. So like when Milana talks about like, she wanted simplicity. I remember seeing that calendar and like, and you and you run a seven-figure business. Like, how do you do that? But anyway, I just needed to add the bit about the calendar. Absolutely. So, continue I your story.
1: Was, <laughs> I knew that was coming because I never I had never realized that it was an unusual thing. When you and I met and you made that comment on, on my calendar, to me it was just an everyday thing. I didn't have appointments. I didn't have a lot of calls. My business model was uh, very much online you know creating programs products very digital right and it was and leveraged like digital but leveraged very leveraged I did run live programs and live calls and live events and live retreats but it was so leveraged that I could you know do a promotion or run a program and then hibernate for the next month or so. That's where you saw my calendar being so empty. And and so when I started this company that I ended up walking away from, it completely overwhelmed my lifestyle, my life, my my scheduling was just, we would go from one launch to another, from one event to the next, from one program to the second program. And so when I left the company, and I remember waking up the next morning and sitting in my armchair, kind of rocking back and forth and thinking, am I still an entrepreneur? Because I don't have a business anymore. And, and, you know, what do I do next? Can, uh, you know, should I do my bucket list? Like I was totally in a place where I didn't know what to do next with myself. And was I even meant to start another business at that point? That's how I was in a a place of discomfort and uncertainty. But being the entrepreneur that I am forever and always, I did come up with another business. And I was very cautious about making sure that my new business is based on just the things that I want to do, that I love to do. Because you know a, a few weeks before i gave my notice to my business partner i remember waking up and not wanting to get out of bed and so that feeling was was building up and my friends have started noticing like where's the milana that i know and remember and love the one who was excited full of ideas and plans and visions for her business i lost all of that my enthusiasm for being an entrepreneur has disappeared and so it was time to go. My body knew that before I did because I started having panic attacks before I realized that something was off in my business. And so it was time for me to go. And so I was wondering: Can will I ever build, you know, a successful business again? Will I ever build, uh, you know, a highly financially profitable business ever again? And then I remembered myself, back to the time that you saw me, Christine, and I remembered I was making over half a million dollars and I was working 20 hours a week and my calendar was nearly blank.
0: And your friend was a little bit jealous. (laughs) (laughs) This this friend I'm talking about. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just wanted to know how you did it, which is why I was thrilled when I was like, when we talked about simplicity entrepreneurship, we actually ended up publishing the book for you. I'm yeah. like, "Oh, yeah, you're going to help more people do what you did." I mean, I've gotten there, but boy, it's taken me it's taken me a long time.
1: Yes. But so over the course of the the last few years in in my other company with my business partner I was too close to the business to realize that I was getting overwhelmed, that I was really leaning away from the lifestyle that I want to have as an entrepreneur. And it took me leaving the business to realize and remember how it used to be and that I didn't have to be overwhelmed or burn out uh, or experience any of those uh, emotions and and things that were happening in my company in order to make a really decent income. And so I started really looking at that and I came up with the term, you know, simplicity business. Uh, no, I also discovered somebody else was talking about simplicity-driven entrepreneurship. And I thought, this is really great. I really love this idea. So how can you build a business that is extremely profitable and? is as simple as it can possibly be and so the principle of simplicity then kind of came about and i started looking at that and thinking how do you build a business that is simple and yet very profitable and you know einstein said that simplicity everything should be as simple as possible and no simpler however what einstein never defined is what is simple and Mm. i decided to define it (laughs) (laughs) I decided to innovate and improve on Einstein's original idea. You go, Milana. Way to go. Improve it on Einstein. I love it. (laughs) And I decided to really go a little deeper. Like, what does it mean, simple? Is there a universal understanding of simple and simplicity, or is that all relative? And so what... can, you, can we pause there for just a moment? It's all relative.
0: I want you to pick that thought up in just a second. But I want to bring this home for a moment to our listeners, right? Because if you're here listening to the Get Your Book Done podcast, chances are it's because you either are working on a book now, maybe you're in the process of publishing, or your book is already out. And many of you, being nonfiction writers, written transformational books, you also are developing these businesses or growing an already existing business around your book. And some of you might now, might be raising your eyebrows like, like that's not really possible, the whole profitable and simple thing. So I just want you to open up your ears, open up your mind, open up your heart, because absolutely what Milana is talking about in this whole simplicity entrepreneurship model is exactly what I want all of you doing. I have built complicated businesses in the past and I mean I've shut them down they've caused me to go bankrupt like it's not it's not a path I want any of you my valued amazing awesome listeners going through I want you to shoot for simplicity that is highly profitable and highly enjoyable for you and how you're built to be an author entrepreneur slash you know coach um, so I just want you to put that hat on. Like, what does this really have to do with me? I'm here because I'm an author. Yeah, but most of my listeners are building something around their books. So we want you to build it in a way that's simple, profitable, and joyful. So after that, little break, back to Milana.
1: Yeah, so you know it it was really important for me to figure out how to build a business. That was simplicity-driven, not overwhelming, but still profitable. You know, a lot of people ask me. So, Milana, you you started Simplicity Circle. Does this mean you, you know, sold or gave away all your belongings, and now you live in a shed? <laughs> Uh, which is absolutely not true. I live in a beautiful house. I could never live in a shed. Uh, (laughs) So, you know, there is a definite... um, I'll just say Milana's office,
0: it kind of looks like a museum. Like when she says beautiful, it's beautiful.
1: Yes, I've always wanted to live in a library slash museum slash castle. So I kind of tried to recreate that, kind of the feeling of that surrounded by books. (laughs) <laughs> and paintings but here's the thing that simplicity is very relative what's simple to one person is complex to another and vice versa so once i understood that i you know i was looking at you know how do you simplify your business in a way that works for you and so i started mm-hmm exploring the the idea of like the different business models and the different marketing strategies. You know how sometimes people will buy a program that promises the fastest and easiest way to make money and it doesn't work for them chances are it's because it was the fastest and easiest way to make money for the person who created it and so that's a really important understanding is we all have different skills i call them super skills which is what i write about in the book uh simplicity entrepreneurship every one of us has some kind of super skills that we can use to build a business to market ourselves And the sooner you understand what yours are and embrace them, the sooner you'll start getting results in your business. So that's what I write about in the book. I I remember sharing it with several people, one of whom actually has an MBA and he's working with entrepreneurs. And he was really surprised to learn that hard work is not necessarily the route (laughs) to success. Uh, You can work very hard. And unfortunately, or fortunately, in business, hard work does not equal success. Actually, hard work can get you trapped in hard work.
0: I am going to say hard work can actually diminish the level of success that you can experience because the greatest success comes when you're in your joy, in your bliss, doing what you love, feel like you're in your flow. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And actually, the harder you work, sometimes the more your business demands that hard work from you because you set it up that way. It relies on you working hard. Yes. So what if you start thinking, how can I make my business as simple as possible for me? And it still would generate a lot of revenue I found the answer as you know in the idea of group coaching so group coaching programs I've been creating and offering these for the last 15 years I love teaching I've always wanted to be a teacher I ended up becoming a music teacher but you know in the Ukraine but now I get to do uh, teaching to business owners and so group coaching is a really amazing way to take your body of knowledge and leverage it and generate revenue from it you can create multiple group coaching programs and you can build tiers of group coaching programs there's many ways to structure it you can you can include content and training or you can simply show up and coach people in a group environment there's many different ways to do that
0: and I'll just speak here for a moment because I mean, many of you have been listening. If this isn't your first episode, you probably know that I've created a program called Get Your Book Done, developed back in 2007. Where you know it's now 2020, 13 years later, it's still helping people write their books. You can get details at getyourbookdone.com. But anyway, like that is a program that I have also. Like, how do I how do I leverage this? How do I have the impact that I want to have through this program and also leverage it? And many of you that are listening who have these messages that you're putting together in these books could benefit from doing a group coaching program like Milana did with hers, like some of you are experiencing in my own Get Your Book Done program. Like the model that I did with it, Milana, is there is an online course that when people sign up with the program, they get access for life to, you know. 44 lessons and all sorts of videos and action guides and all sorts of stuff. And we have, you know, we could have a hundred or more people in there at a time. We could have a thousand people in there at a time. And they're all having their own individual experience going through the content. But then every single week, I twice a month and one of my coaches twice a month, we hop on a group coaching call and we will use our one hour in a leveraged way to answer any and every possible question that our clients have about the Get Your Book Done course, any aspect of their book writing. And it's like it's been a godsend in my business. So for those of you listening right now who are listening because you like the title of today's episode, which is how to maximize your book's impact with group coaching, I'm just going to invite you, even if the book isn't done yet, just to begin to roll around in your mind this possibility of if I were to create a group coaching program, you know, based on this book what might that look like? So do you feel, Milana, that the group coaching is really one of the best ways for our amazing author entrepreneurs that are listening to really, you know, scale a business that goes beyond the one-on-one work that I know so many are like, they're done with one-on-one or they're doing too much of it and they need to figure out how to leverage their time. Do you feel like group
1: coaching is really the best way to do that? I do think I'm, I'm definitely biased because I, I love it and I've done so many group coaching programs over the last 15 years. And what's cool about taking your book and turning it into a group coaching program, everything you need is already probably in your book. And the reason people would join a group program is because they want to implement what you're teaching in your book or what you're sharing. They want to actually experience the transformation that you are describing. Maybe you're telling this story, but they want to learn. You know, we we read a book. We read books, books all the time. doesn't mean we change our lives or that we act on what we read in the book. Group coaching programs allow you to actually implement And experience the transformation that you have gone through and and you are sharing through your book. So there, there are many different ways to structure a group coaching program. But when you go from a book to a program, you know, maybe you teach certain principles and you let people answer questions in a way of, as a way of implementing your book. Maybe you are deepening the journey that you took them on in your book and you just take it to the next level for them. Maybe you share more, right? So I have simplicity entrepreneurship is my book, but I also have a program called simplicity business growth experience in which I take people deeper with exercises, with assessments, with tools, and of course, group coaching calls where we get together. We talk about all the things that I talk about in the book, but in a way that allows them to actually implement it and get results. And there's something
0: that's so much, I mean, books are powerful, you know, written word on the page, I feel like is something that's sacred and can have deep impact. But when your readers Have the opportunity to hop into a group coaching environment with you. And actually, you know, like just earlier today, before we recorded this episode, like I was on a call. There were, you know, 16 of my publishing clients, you know, in sort of a group coaching environment on Zoom. And we had such an amazing conversation. There's just a level of depth and intimacy and connection and that personal touch. I think that for those who want to dive deeper with your work, And you want to leverage and be profitable and, you know, grow and scale while having an open calendar, maybe not completely open, but, you know, more open than it is now if you feel like you're doing too much. Group coaching based on your book is just an absolutely brilliant idea. So we probably have some people listening right now who are like, yeah, wow, this group coaching thing sounds pretty awesome. However, they're wondering like, well, how do I market it? I think just generally speaking, you know, authors also need to be marketers, especially if you're an author who's a coach and you're building a business and doing work around your book, you need to be a marketer. And yet it's like saying the word marketing to a lot of people feels like a dirty four letter word. And they're completely burnt out at this, you know, concept of marketing. So do you have any suggestions, recommendations to help people sort of not be burnt out and find a way to help the market, you know, both the book and the group coaching program that will help them impact more people with their valuable work?
1: Yeah, for sure. You actually caught me at a good time to ask this question because I'm just about to teach. (laughs) people how to create a sold out group coaching program. And one of the things that I'm teaching is that you really want to shift your thinking from, you know, marketing yourself offline. A lot of people will, you know, go to networking events, maybe they'll speak uh, and connect with people to marketing yourself online, where you really need to actually create uh, a program that targets a very specific group. So when you market offline, what happens is you ask questions, you build rapport, you take the time to understand their biggest challenges, and then you customize your your offer, your coaching offer, or your coaching program to their unique needs, right? In other words, you create a you you sell by creating a personal connection. When you do that online, you need to first decide who are you creating your program for and what problem, what specific problem do you want to help them solve and then create your group coaching program that is perfect for them, for this group of people. Then your program really becomes a perfect match for your ideal client and they'll be ready to buy. And so uh, there are many different ways to actually market your program. Depending again on your marketing super skills, I could be saying things right now, giving you ideas, and you would be saying, Well, I don't really like doing that. Uh, and other people might be like, Yes, that's exactly what I want to do. But, you know, t- typical strategies to fill a group coaching program would be doing a webinar, uh, marketing to your own list of fans or readers. If you are building a list, I know that, um, you know, that's something that a lot of authors like to do is they put information inside the book, invite their readers for more resources, you know, free gifts. So you'd market it to your uh, readers and fans. You would also do personal outreach and you can do that on social media. You can also do that in person and you can do that in speaking uh, by speaking to groups again. But then you would have a very specific offer called your group coaching program and just let people know about What the program is all about and communicate the value in whatever way that you communicate your value best. And again, that's what the super skills idea is all about. You find your unique way to express the value that your group coaching program can provide. Love
0: it. And you know what? So much of what you just talked about is so true for book writing and marketing as well. If you've gone through Get Your Book Done Already, you know how important it is to really laser into that ideal reader. Because I always tell my books, I'm like, if you write a book for everyone, or if you create a course for, oh, well, everyone, this is for everyone, what that really means is that it's for no one. Because if you don't narrow down who it is you're doing, what you're doing for specifically, like you miss the mark with everybody. You've got to be willing to get down to that bullseye target in the center. Who's your ideal reader? Who's your ideal client? How do you want to serve them? Because if you go broad, you kind of go vanilla, and it, like it doesn't grab the attention of people. Whether that's for the book, for the group coaching program, or anything else you're going to create around your valuable and life-changing message. So if you're going to, you know, do it, do it for the people who you really want to do it for. So I couldn't agree more Milan about the importance of really, you know, narrowing that down and finding what works for you, not what works because someone else said it worked for them that you think you should. There's that word should, that you think you should do. Do what works for you and you'll you'll see success. I mean, my you know, might not come overnight, but it is coming if you do what you feel is really right for you, for the people who you want to do it for. So... Excellent. Well, we are um, approaching sort of rounding the corner here. But before I slide into my last question, I just want to remind everyone that you can go into our show notes as usual. I'm always going to send you over there. We've got all the resources um, for today. Everything that Milana's has mentioned is there on the show notes. But also one thing we haven't talked about yet is she's got this resource called the Group Coaching Success Guide. It's available for free. The link is in the show notes. And Milana do you want to say anything about that real quick before I ask you one more question?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean it's it's uh it's a guide that was put together by inviting coaches who, coaches and experts who offer group coaching programs to share their best strategies and tips on how to do group coaching successfully. It's like what to include the format of the group coaching programs, how to structure your sessions, how to create accountability, how to juggle multiple coaching groups, how to create trust, how to handle members who are disruptive or dominant, setting rules, like all of those things that you want to understand uh, as you are creating your group coaching program. And so uh, it's a 60-page guide, super valuable. And I think your listeners will really enjoy learning about how to design their group coaching programs based on this guide.
0: Fabulous. Again, that's a group coaching success guide and it's available for free for you over in the show notes. So please do go take a look there. And I just want to say that any content that I've ever seen Milana put out, like what she gives away for free sometimes, is equivalent to what someone else might be charging a thousand dollars for. I mean, it's her stuff is rich and good and deep and valuable. And I mean. Let's face it. Anyone who goes from being a classical pianist in the Soviet Ukraine to a seven-figure business owner in the United States, you know, knows a few things about what it takes to succeed and you know bring the highest possible level of quality and caliber and care to what she does. So, for those of you who are thinking, "Yeah, I might want to maximize my book's impact with group coaching," then please go over there and uh, grab that resource from her. But one more question that I want to ask you, Milana, as we wrap is, you know, we're talking here today to authors, many of whom are entrepreneurs, coaches, just really up to big things in the world, somewhere on this journey of writing, publishing, or marketing their book. What would you say is the most important thing that you want them to walk away with from our time together today?
1: I think that writing a book is... A privilege, and I think that's why I took a while to write my second book. You know, uh, I have a ten-year break between my books. I felt like it would be a very special journey. It is not. In fact, I found out firsthand. It is nothing like writing a special report or an ebook for my website. It took uh, more heart and. I I was really acutely aware of the idea that I want this book to be truly transformational. The ideas that I was sharing will shock people. So if you pick up a copy of Simplicity Entrepreneurship, it will surprise you to see some of the things. At least that's the reaction I've been getting. But it will also make a profound impact on you if you've been trying to figure out how to build a business without your business overwhelming your life, and causing burnout in terms of your lifestyle, health, relationships, and things like that. And so, I was—I really wanted you to to know that it's a it's a special privilege to write and publish a book for an audience of people who will be impacted by it deeply. And I took it seriously. I really took it seriously. You know how much work went into it, and how I wrote it, and then rewrote when I saw the the thing that I put together, feeling that it needs to be really, I really want this to impact a lot of people and my readers to really connect with it. So I love the journey and your team has been incredibly helpful. I can't even imagine having done it on my own, just I can't imagine, even with self-publishing, how complex the process can, can get. And so just knowing that somebody is helping me every step of the way was a relief, allowed me to focus on the process of writing the book versus worrying about the steps to get it to the to Amazon, even, uh, which was exciting to, to get it there. So that's what I would say, Christine. Thank you for that. Well, you're welcome.
0: We were delighted to be able to help you publish that book and... Um, you know, impact people and, you know, shake some people up in terms of their belief of what entrepreneur has to be like because, you know, simplicity and profitability and joy can all coexist together in your author-entrepreneur sort of coaching world for sure. But I just have to say my favorite thing from what you just shared, Milana, was that writing a book is a privilege. Mm. when you said that, and I'm sure some of you listening could feel it like, oh, like this isn't just something that, you know, oh, I have to do or I'm supposed to do it to grow my business or whatever. Like when you said writing a book is a privilege and it deserves your best. I mean, we know your manuscript came in and you got some feedback and you, you know, rewrote the whole thing to really make it as good as it could be. And when you think of this book that you're writing as a privilege that you even get to write it and birth it into the world and that readers are going to read it. It just, it up levels, I think, yeah, I think as you just said, that it's up level some people's relationship with their own book. So thank you for that and everything you shared, Milana, today. Such a joy to have you on this episode.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Christine.
0: Oh, my pleasure as always, and my pleasure to be here with you as you are creating and birthing and writing and publishing and, you know, releasing these books out in the world. It's such a joy to be able to gather with you here on this podcast and have you listening and just be able to, you know, be with you on this journey. So thank you so much for being here. Until next time, happy writing. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Get Your Book Done. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to everything we talked about today. And if you want my help with your book, head over to christinecloser.com to learn more and get a free copy of my book, The Transformation Quadrant, which will show you how to blueprint your book in 15 minutes or less. The Get Your Book Done podcast is where the leading conversation is happening for transformational authors everywhere. And I'm grateful you tuned in.